This episode of The New You Show is brought to you by We Defy the Norm. We Defy the Norm is much more than an apparel company. It's a way of life where you're encouraged to defy conformity and invest in yourself. Visit wedefythenorm.com for more. And now, here's The New You Show. Hey everyone, thanks for coming out to another episode of The New You Show. I'm your host, Chuck, and today is going to be extremely awesome for me because I get to sit down in person with not only an amazing human being, but a very good friend of mine, Mr. Marcus Torgerson. Marcus came into town to visit, do some sightseeing, and we figured, hey, what the hell, man? Let's do the show together while you're here. So today... Marcus is going to share a bit about his story, speak his truth, which if any of you know Marcus, you know Marcus doesn't have a problem speaking his truth. But something else that he does extremely well is imparting knowledge on others through life lessons of his own in the hopes that they're able to become the best version of themselves. So I know Marcus is ready. I'm ready. And if you guys are ready, Let's dive in. So, Marcus, thanks for coming out, brother. I appreciate you taking some time to share your story with us, speak a little truth, and hopefully we can all take some valuable lessons with us from hearing from you. Well, thank you for having me on. You know, been stupid excited about this for a while. And uh, I don't know if anybody's going to get any takeaways, but they'll definitely be entertained. That I guarantee. Even though you may not learn something as long as you laugh. and Oh, you'll you laugh. Know. Oh, you'll definitely laugh. <laughs> there is one thing I have learned out of the many things from you is that you do actually enjoy enabling others to laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Enabling is, uh, I know they say you're not supposed to enable a lot of things with, uh, destructive behaviors, but when it comes to, when it comes to just chit chatting about things, I try, I definitely do try to enable people in as many positive things possible. Well, and having taught for, uh, you know, a, a couple episodes in your life, I'm sure you've been told or at least have heard and may actually apply the three ways of training somebody. Pleasure, pain, and easiest course of action. I've well, never heard of those before, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Totally makes sense. Pleasure is just making it enjoyable. Yeah. Making it relatable to others. And that is something that I've noticed over the time that you and I have been able to not only spend in person, but through meeting on social media, is that you will tell it how it is. No doubt, you don't hold back any punches in real life or over the phone, but you do it in a positive way, and that's the intent behind it. And that's what I find so appealing to me in the way that I learn is knowing your intent behind it. It's not to destroy, mm -hmm. it's to build. Yeah, and I think that we all, which is what makes the military very interesting to me in that breaking down we need to be broken down no matter what i don't believe in any aspect of our learning in 
in our lifetime, we need to be broken down because it's the only way we get to build ourselves back up. We only learn in failing. We never learn when it's a positive situation. So if that's how we're built inside, then why not embrace that and take people, break them down, and as much as you broke them down, double or equally at least build them up. I mean, it's not rocket science. Absolutely. And you are not going against the grain. You are trying to reach people on a genuine level. And when I say genuine, yes, through your actions, but what their genuine level at their basics, at their core, that is how they best respond when, especially when learning and learning something new for the first time. Yeah, definitely. I agree a thousand percent. And we could go into a lot of what is perceived the common and i say misconceptions about who marcus torgerson is but that is not this show that is not the purpose of this show the purpose of this show is to get to know who marcus torgerson is in marcus torgerson's words because i can sit here and put you in a box all day mm -hmm. and knowing the marcus that i know you would tear right out that motherfucker and go yeah. i don't belong in there so don't put me in there yeah with that being said would you mind just kind of giving us a brief overview of who marcus is in his own words well i can i can tell you who marcus torgerson has been up to this point which helps people understand why i am the way that I am towards people or maybe towards life in general. I am 52 years old. I was born and raised in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I have done martial arts, which is a part of my identity since I was 10 years old. Having grown up in an alcoholic parent environment, having been sexually assaulted in my early years of youth, and in my mid to later years of life, being an alcoholic. Various jobs, I definitely identify with three different specific job descriptions. I've been and continue to be a fitness, personal fitness trainer. I've worked nightclub security, a huge portion of my adult life. I do not do that any longer. And then have made income through martial arts in one way shape or form since getting my black belt in the 90s now all of that to say all of that it still doesn't define me as who i am because i really am constantly evolving to try to find this best version of myself my best version i can say confidently is because of or a part of the negative stuff that's happened in my past. But who Marcus is, I haven't a fucking clue. I just know who I'm not any longer. And that can be very useful for working your best at not repeating past significant drawbacks mm -hmm. in, in your life. Yep. We're, we're all going to fuck up. We're going to fuck up daily. Yep. We're going to fail daily. And something that you and I were discussing was failure and the stigma that failure gets 
and it's for a lack of better term absolute bullshit the stigma that's put out of failing so what do you think about failing well what i've definitely noticed and learned is as i said earlier if that's how we learn best is through failure that's just that's just the way that humans are born and bred and inside made that i would love to see a shift in our in our way of educating our youth and ourselves starting with parents teachers all of it that if we got rid of like here's my the little bullshit in my head is every single person has had or, or or is afraid of that red f that's on your paper right you hand in a paper a test and you get an f and it's the end of the world and there's kids out there who if they got a b they they're ready to commit suicide it was the worst thing ever so these letters of a b c d e f and the stress that becomes involved when you get them what i would love to do is reverse it that when you get an f it is not the end of the world but wow man you failed at this test that's awesome so what parts did you fail at okay you failed at one plus one is two and two plus two is four now we know what to work on let's not dwell on what you did great at let's Let's make a big deal about what you sucked at and work from there because at least now you know for sure what path you need to go to improve at that subject. And it starts with us as parents that when the child fails, and I wish I could remember who it was, some famous person or some motivational speaker, whoever the fuck it was, and it was brilliant that this person, I think it was a lady, forgive me if I'm massacring this, but her father or her parents, when she would come back, the first thing from school they would hear is, what did you fail at today? With a big smile on their face and, well, dad, I tried out at blank and I sucked at it. Right on. Awesome. Now, I'm sure there's people listening or Marcus, that is absolute bullshit. That is the worst thing to do ever. And I would ask you just to pause that opinion for a second and think, if our children the way that we're made as human beings, only learn through failure. Why not embrace it? I personally am scared shitless to fail because I have 50 years. I am positive it started at a young age, but let's even just say 40 years of failure is bad and you're a loser to not get A's and B's. And I didn't get A's and B's in anything in my lifetime. So in that case, I'm a fucking loser in schooling. And I, to this day, will still say I was not an ideal student and blah, blah, blah. And I already self-sabotaged the conversation because I'm living in the past about the shit I did in school because I sucked. And that's not fair. That, yeah, in school, at that point in time, how I learned or however, I didn't know what I know then. Yep, I didn't do well in school because I didn't fit the the narrative. And I'm sure I had good teachers. They Maybe they just didn't know how to teach me. That's not a blank on them. That's not a, a, a hit on them. I had to learn a certain way and perhaps the way that I needed to learn, the teacher or many of the teachers weren't able to or didn't have the time for those who teach for a living you know you didn't have the time you had a massive amount of students and you had to get through the curriculum now 
going back because I kind of went off the rails there. If we embrace failure for what it is, which is an opportunity to learn, first attempt in learning, right? That's the acronym. Then let's embrace it and change the narrative. I don't know why the word narrative is in my head right now because I keep using it because I never use it in my my vocabulary. Let's change the, the mentality on the concept and word failure. I'll bet a huge amount of money that I don't have that the mental health of our children, our society, would go in a positive direction. And it starts with one person. All it does is one person listening to this decides to change the way that they approach failure to the person that they love, child, wife, spouse, dog. Change that way, that action, that behavior, and I believe that the ripples from that will be significant. Well, and that would go into the ripple or butterfly effect there because, you know, everybody that's anybody has 2.5 kids and 1.87 dogs and all that happy crap. But if you, like you just said, if you could reach one person and they could disseminate that to those people, that reach right there. Now, each one of those people go to, let's say the children go to their classroom or they go to their sports team or they have a talk with their coach and their coach puts it out to, you know, an entire team, if you will, of students. And they take that home to their parents. Well, some of the parents are going to shut them down and some of the kids are going to shut them down. And that's fine. You can't reach everyone. However, that little effect, just starting with, like you said, yourself or one person, if you can reach one person, how when you have something so ingrained in you, Marcus, what are some of the ways that you personally combat that within yourself, combat the the core what's just been ingrained in you that you don't want anymore? That's a good question. And I'd I'd say safely that I just do the opposite. I and I don't know, I don't I can't say that that's the the go-to answer for everything. However, I will say that when it comes to this subject about fear of failure or fear of success or fear in general fear is the big word here i have definitely experienced the fact that the great things that have happened in my life happened after i just took a leap of faith or just ran towards fear find whatever acronym or or saying you want but definitely on the other side of fear is everything you want it's a bit of a catchphrase, but I can say truthfully that it is. It is wherever it is that you're afraid, more than likely everything you want or should or should be doing in a positive is on the other side of that fear. And I think that it's it's imperative to just give it a shot. Easier said than done. I get it. I'm not I don't want anybody listening to this being like well, you know, there's a structured way to do things and you can't always just leap before you look. Listen, do what you got to do. The question you asked me was how do I combat the 
just the garbage that's been put inside of me, whether it's self-garbage or garbage from growing up, my answer is going to be do the opposite. Do I always do this? No. I am still crippled and handcuffed by mental and emotional prisons and I stop myself on a regular basis. So if I know that it's a weakness or a, a handicap that's keeping me back and I still work forward towards it, if I can do that, then whoever's listening to this, let me tell you, no matter how big that prison is, you can, you can make a break. You can make a small break in it. There will be light shine through and you'll be able to go to it. It's just, it's just it's scary as fuck. And that's why nobody does it. And that's not a bad thing. Just someday break it. And sometimes I know personally being in that hell, in that prison, whatever, that was comfortable because that became, well, your your favorite word, the norm. Yeah. Right. And to break away from that norm, mm -hmm. what you were comfortable with is rather terrifying to some people. And through your interaction with others, do you have any ways that you establish, we're not talking following all the way through, but establish that base of that pyramid for confidence within others to start down that path to be comfortable? It's so funny because the questions you're asking are so spot on and, and awesome. And my brain is just freezing right now. Like, what do I do? I'm going to go with, because it's, it's right now. So how I talk to your little man, when I sense or see that your little man is doing something that may be like how he speaks or how he acts is doing something that might be fear-based. Yes. Right. As you've seen, immediately I'm going to go into some kind of behavior, conversation, something that will show him that being afraid of whatever that is, is nonsense and to do it anyways. Whether that's how he communicates with me, what his action is, whatever it is that as a kid is fear based. Or, or whatever it is, I would say fear-based is better. My first in inclination is to do whatever it takes, however it feels right when I'm talking to your kid, to make sure that he understands that whatever it is, don't be afraid of it, dive right into it. There you go. And I think that that is, as a community, human beings as a species, if we could, starting with our children, but more, and also more importantly with the people who are a little older, and verbally, because you can't hug nobody anymore, but verbally hug them and say, look, you're not whatever it is that you're clinging on to from your past. It is a chapter of your fucking life. It's not the end of it. So stop clinging on to it because it's safe. It's happy. It's it's what you like to use. It's the the verbiage that 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 keeps you warm at night because you're too chicken shit. And it is chicken shit to break that and move forward in a scary unknown way 
Because I guarantee you that scary unknown way is a lot fucking healthier than whatever you're clinging on to in the past. If I sat there and clinged on to the fact that I was molested by two different individuals in my lifetime, if I clinged on to that, I would never be able to sit there and look at somebody who's been raped or, or molested and have a decent, healthy conversation and tell them the things that I tell them if I was clinging on to it. It wouldn't be fucking possible because I'd still be that scared little boy who, who deserved what happened to him or whatever fucking bullshit was going through my head and has gone through my head over the decades. If you don't break that bullshit from the past, how are you supposed to move forward? It's a, and the funny cliche of it. I can't believe I'm even saying this shit out loud. I can't believe I have to say this shit out loud. History has shown us over and over and over and over again that whatever's in the past, holding on to it never lets you move forward. That's the reason why it's a cliche because it's fucking true and nobody seems to fucking dive into it and believe it. And it's ridiculous. I can't believe I even had to say that shit out loud. Oh my God. However, so many people, the reason it's because or has become so cliche is because oftentimes it's said and not acted upon. Right. And everybody, like you said, they know the shit to be true. Mm -hmm. However, will they take the action to put truth or turn truth into their reality? Yeah. And with the action piece, that is very important. Now with good, bad, and indifferent in your life. I mean, you're old as fuck, man. You're That's a true story. Too. That's true. true so story. Be, being, you know, being that you used to share a lunch table with Jesus and shit. Yeah, he was a good um, dude. How, how on the physical side do you keep yourself motivated? Is it through just routine? Is it through pushing yourself past the routine? Or is it just because you kind of fucking have to? Or is it all? Right. Um, so that's a, a, a good point. Because physical, doing something physical every day is, I don't want to even say it's important. It's a necessity. No matter what. I don't care what what level, which I'll get to that in a minute. So I you as I was going through fitness in the beginning at 15, which had a very negative reason why I started doing fitness, bodybuilding. But then I, be, I went really deep into competitive bodybuilding, very deep into it. So deep into it that eating, working out, I have such a negative cloud around my head when it comes to doing anything physical that for a long time, I would do the opposite. I fucking hated anything to do with fitness. Even as a personal trainer, I would say do stuff and I would never do it because I was just burnt out on it. Now, my current status I work out almost every day with a good friend of mine, Ben Turpak, on Instagram at Skillset Ben. And we work out at this place called The Gym, The Gym Mesa. They have locations. And it is, it is a, it is a, I would say a bodybuilder's gym, but not like any other gym I've been to. It's family based and the owners are not, they're big dudes, but they're not meatheads. And the environment is, is definitely competitive but it is warming and inviting and ben and i work out every morning we get there about 5 36 o'clock and it's just something we do but i'm enjoying working out i'm enjoying it i enjoy the i'm not trying to go and have a specific goal 
I just want to be active. I want to have mobility. If there was a word that I, I cling on to is having mobility. That's all I care about. I care about being able to walk. Yes, I still look at five and six foot walls and think about getting over them. I still think about the ability to sprint 100 meters because everything in my brain is about function. No matter what, the reason I teach self-defense and the reason I teach any of this stuff is because when it's go time, you need to be able to pull the trigger and take care of business. So my, mo like I walk, as you know, I walk, man, I walk sometimes 10 miles in a day. Many of the times it's just to get rid of the bullshit that's in my head. I also live in Phoenix or in Arizona and it's beautiful. So it's not hard to walk all the time. Right. But even if it was raining or shitty, I would still walk like I did in Texas. I would walk every day because of the fact that that's my, I need to do that to instill some type of creativity. I need to walk and be in, in, in air. My workouts are definitely more about lifting something so that my body, my joints, my ligaments, my tendons realize that there's still work to do. We're not dead yet and far from it. We're going to keep moving until I'm physically not able to do that anymore because it's not too late. You know, I got a good friend of mine and I'm name dropping like a bastard here and I don't give a shit, but Jason Redman. Oh, okay. yes. yes. There's a guy who, if you know anything about his story, he's had a few bad days. And his whole thing is no bad days. Because every day you fucking wake up is a good day. And there, you're, there's a bunch of you listening right now, I'm sure, are miserable motherfuckers who are like, well, I have blah, 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 and I have no reason to be happy. Whatever, man. Do, do you. But I know what it's like to not have good days and I also know that there's a shit ton of people about 150,000 of them that didn't get the opportunity to wake up today so fuck you I'm gonna wake up and I'm going to embrace the day do I wake up every day peaches and cream happy fuck no I don't but I do wake up every day thankful that I got the opportunity and that's really all that matters what you do with the opportunity is neither here nor there but at least be grateful that you got the opportunity to wake up because it's a blessing. Absolutely. You can wake up that morning and with, with the, oh, fuck. Well, it's either a, oh, fuck. Yep. I woke yep. up today or it's, oh, fuck. I got to wake up. Yep. This is yep. bullshit. Yeah. Whichever one you choose, it's a wake the fuck up and start moving yep. because... No matter what you think of either way, yeah. if you just start moving, you started your morning with action. And that movement is absolutely crucial to not only our physical health, but our mental, emotional, spiritual, everything. Yeah. You've got to get off your fucking ass yeah. and yeah. do something. Yep. Yeah. But, but even when you sit there, like you, you just said to get off your ass, and I've said get off your ass, and, and people say get off your ass. There's still people who when you hear the words get off your ass, you panic. Like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Do I have to run? Do I have to do whatever? And you start to embrace the shutdown because you associate words with a certain action. So I'd like to say this, that when you hear anybody sit there and say get off your ass and do something, I want you to pause for a second before you have a panic attack. 
and be honest about what at this second getting up and moving means for you. If that means that the best you can do is to get up off of wherever you're sitting, walk to your door, open your door, walk out your door, and then walk back in. If that's that's your ability, then do that. Now, I will say that whatever your ability is, I would beg you to try to strive and add two feet or two inches or two whatever. Add two of something. Because every time you are moving forward, regardless of how small that moving forward is, it's still better than going backward. Now, before we now before I go any further, going backward is not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. There's a million and two times if I think of every single time that I didn't go forward because what's the saying if you're not going forward, you're going backward. Maybe you do take a step backward. Well, how else are you supposed to observe whether or not you fucked up? Exactly. You can't. You have to take a step backward. Sometimes taking a step backward out of the circle to be able to observe something better. My point is, is if you're going forward more than you're going backward, even going backward is still better than standing still. Right. And for some of us, for anybody that's listening, that's uh, got any kind of alcohol, drug issue shit that, you know, you're part of the club here that. Sometimes you take a step back, like sometimes you have relapses, sometimes you fuck up, whatever it is, let it go. Even if you in, in life take a step backward, it's not the end of the fucking world. Just step forward, move forward, everything's moving forward, because if you're not moving forward, then you're. St I hope you're not standing still, because standing still, that is the cancer. That is the worst thing you can do in life, is to literally stand still and be like, well, yeah, I'm good here. I fucking hate those two words of the English language, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Oh my God, you wanna watch me go apeshit crazy? Fucking be training with me and be like, hey, so we're gonna do uh, defense against naked chickens. Nah, nah, I'm good. Fuck you, you're good. I don't even wanna hear that. Oh my God, oh, I don't hate a lot of things, but I hate the I'm good mentality because you're not good. And, and with that being said, I'm good with your explanation right there. Please don't come across the fucking table. Holy no. Christ. That's it. You know, I just don't know it, but I'm taking off my hoodie. One, because it's really fucking hot in here. And two, you son of a bitch. All right. And it does say kill bad dudes on there. It so does. I think that's kind of like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of show promotion there. Kill bad dudes. There you go. We, there you go. We KBD. <laughs> with those actions of moving forward, you know, I, I am thoroughly surprised that I got you in a fucking chair and like you said it doesn't matter if you get up and you just walk outside you take a stroll to the end of your driveway or back yeah. there are different intents behind that and if your intent is genuine i am not here to judge you i'm not here to fucking compare yeah. what you do or how you better yourself if your intent behind that is bettering yourself this morning going out there hey where'd you go 10 minutes went out for a little jog around a fucking circle. Mm -hmm. My intent behind that was to get up, get out, and because I'm a, I'm a male, walking anything on a treadmill or running or anything like that gets your test going, right? Yep. It, it, it gets the, right. the boys down there moving. Yep. And to me, that I found that a long time ago and not extreme PT, morning PT, where, you know, it's just a 
fuck show of getting it pushed in sideways, you know, with sandpaper. It's just getting up, getting moving and getting ready for that day. Speaking of obstacles and taking things on. Yes, you are known as the nightmare for bad guys. Yes. The Krav dude, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the fucking just absolute brawler. And I personally find that somewhat comical. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because speaking with people and, and you know, people hearing that you were in town here and we're hanging out quite a few of them, you know, Hey man, they, they, everything was Marcus, you know, Hey, so did he do this? Did he do that? And I'm going, that's not the Marcus. Instagram is not the Marcus. Facebook is not the Marcus that I know. Mm-hmm. Now I know without a, a shadow of a doubt, you would crush a trachea and or a skull very quickly. If, necessary Mm. however the de-escalation tactics i find within you are phenomenal Mm -hmm. and it is not something that you would normally see so to the people out there that get this preconceived once again social media aspect or media aspect period of this is just marcus torgerson the killer you did explain a little bit about your past but if you could sit down with somebody and you have this opportunity to do this now and just let them know kind of like a little more depth as to some pride that you have other skill sets outside of ben that that you may have right yeah i'm gonna be honest with you as soon as as soon as you sit there and you bring up social media and that there's what breaks my heart, and I mean this, breaks my heart, is that there's even one person that goes to anything I do on social media and conceives this notion of me that I am something, that I'm something. I work really, really hard to be as transparent as possible. I bleed, shit, and cry exactly the same as every living, breathing person on this planet. Whatever I have accomplished in the past or this moment is such a small part of the overall feeling that I have about everything in life. We all have people that we put on pedestals that we want them to be something special because, you know, that's it's in our nature to to gravitate towards people who have accomplished something that we haven't. And I get that because I've been, I've, I've been stupid enough and it is stupid. Forgive me for calling you stupid, but it is stupid to do this. That because somebody achieves something in their lifetime, that they're somehow better than. Correct. You know, and I've been very fortunate to meet in person and surround myself with some exceptional men and women who really have accomplished some incredible things. And I would say that a very strong percentage of them, what I have learned from them is the fact that they're not special and that there's nothing special about any one person. Now, where I'm a hypocrite about that is 
when I meet people who have had tragedies in their life and they're still able to have a smile on their face where I think that I would not be so happy or smiling, the fact that they're able to embrace their current situation with a smile and still move forward, yeah, in that way, yeah, you're kind of, in my way, you are kind of special because of the fact that most people wouldn't be able to do that. But generally, when Marcus Torgerson, like even saying myself in that, I feel like the fucking third, talking in third person is ridiculous. And I've had people who are like the Marcus Torgerson. And I smile. And if you're listening and you've done it, I want you to know that I apologize. I wasn't honest about it. But it fucking, it upsets me. There's no the anything. My name is Marcus. My name is Marcus Torgerson. And no matter what I've done in my life, no matter what I've done that's gotten into your radar, the only thing I care about is that I'm happy that whatever I did got into your radar, and I hope that, that we can get something back and forth that makes both of us a better person. I relate to a lot of different people because I've been fortunate enough to have lived a lot of different aspects of this life. So yeah, when somebody comes up and says, I'm having a hard time staying sober, obviously I have something I can relate to them about it. Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm thinking of killing myself. Yep, I got, like I got these boxes that I've checked off that I didn't understand for a long time why, why it had happened. And now I understand why it happened. Because I'm 52 and I got a, I'm, I'm praying that I get as many years as possible and with that past, that I've been able to look at men and women and children and be able to find something relatable so that at least if I can give a beacon of hope to one person that didn't go and jump off the bridge, which I've been very thankful that I've gotten numerous people who have reached out and felt that they can reach out to me and they didn't off themselves, at least to my knowledge, they haven't. If that's all I got in my lifetime, brother, like that's it, like this is it, Marcus, you're going to die tomorrow. And my, my legacy is the fact that I kept one person from killing themselves or one person ended up going and doing a job that they never thought that they could do. If that's my legacy, fucking kill me now, man. Take my life, God. I'm good. I'm good. Kind of a trend that I'm I seeing. I I'm good and I fucking... I, <laughs> you didn't even say one thing. I can't believe you. Folks, you didn't even snatch on it. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm happy with that decision. Speaking of snatch, that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Something that I'm starting to see a bit of a trend in this conversation, and I have seen throughout, you, you often go back to one person, one thing, one idea, and... While some people may look at it and go, well, why don't why aren't you looking bigger? I really feel that you're one person, one idea, one kind word, one kind act. At least that's one. And like you were talking about the stagnation in life, stagnation will kill. Mm -hmm. You've heard complacency kills stagnation. It's it's the same Same bullshit, different, different word. Yeah. Now, applying that to the mental aspect of working through your problems. If we're not going to do something, we're just not going to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. If if we're going to quit drinking, which both of us did, mm-hmm. you just don't fucking do it. Yeah. And people are like, that is so much to take on. Mm-hmm. Well, different strokes for different folks. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that by 
dissecting and hitting the most crucial points, kind of back planning, mm -hmm. that it's okay for someone just to take a small step? Or do they just need to jump in, you know, dive in head first? Right. So there was a movie uh, a bunch of years ago, um, What About Bob? Okay. And it had uh, Bill Murray and... He had, he, if you're listening to this and you know what I'm going to go about, it's, he was recommended to take baby steps, baby steps to the door because he couldn't leave his house, baby steps to the door, baby steps turning the handle, baby steps opening the door, baby steps going forward, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. And I have to say that if there was one philosophy that I embrace, it's baby steps. I constantly, if you've ever been able to say, if you, there was a way to track Whenever there's a post on social media about somebody's sobriety uh, in, any, in any capacity, I write the following thing every single time. One day, one hour, one minute, one second at a time. One second at a time is sometimes the only thing you can do to not do that negative thing or to try to do a positive thing. Either way, regardless of which scale you're going to be, whenever we have to do something, some people can dive right in. Some people, it's one second at a time. And I would even say one millisecond, one nanosecond. Where I have a problem with our society and many times is, as you brought up earlier, is comparisons. And I've worked diligently over the last five, six, seven, eight years to not have any type of comparison in any way, shape, or form. You know, you look at social media and you're seeing the best of people's movie. And then we look at our movie and we're like, well, my movie sucks compared to that person's movie. And I'll say this for sure. Having been to different countries and watching kids kick a, a, a soccer ball made put together of about probably 300 garbage bags wrapped up and made into a ball and kicking it as if they had the best ball on the planet in an environment that I look and I'm like, wow, you guys have it rough. Well, okay, maybe they do, but they have a life and they're making the absolute best out of it because they don't know any better. The only reason we end up comparing is because we know better about other people's shit. Why not just fucking embrace what you got at this moment? Correct. Right? I doubt, and I use this a lot, and I'm sure maybe it's time for everybody to get a little verbal slap here. If you have a child and they can say the words to you, I love you, daddy. I love you, mommy. I, I know you take it for granted. I know you do. Everybody listening, I know you take it. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure you fucking probably tell them to shut up at some point in time. So here's a little fucking slap for you, all of you. There's many of us who will never, ever, ever hear those words. Never hear I love you. Ever. So while you're thinking about what to get them or what they need to, whatever it is, a small hug, a small kiss on the head, look in your child in the eyes, however old they are, I don't care if your child's 52, and saying I love you, will pay dividends more than anything you can buy, give, 
that child ever in life. And more importantly, if you'll take that and look at them when they say I love you and say thank you, you'll probably uh, live a lot fucking longer and happier. So, there you go. I'm going to shut up now and drink some coffee. So if you hear any slurping, by the way, or anything, it's me fucking around. But that was a tremendous point when it comes to communication because often times in some people's lives, they don't have that opportunity. They never did and they never will. And it's not because the person is deceased. It's because a person is still here and they are not able to communicate the the way that the rest of us communicate. However, <laughs> when looking at the communication of those who can't communicate in a socially acceptable way, I feel their want to be able to communicate, period, grows and through the time, like you were saying, not taking advantage of that, the person and you will grow a bond that you will, you may know that they're saying, thanks, dad. They're saying, I love you, dad, or mom, Mm -hmm. or friend, or Mm -hmm. whoever, because not all of us are as blessed to be able to do what is socially acceptable some Mm -hmm. of us have to think outside of the box Mm -hmm. and communicate the way that we can best and there's something that i came out with last night and it scares the shit out of me to not only admit it to myself but i'm gonna put it out is that i have for as long as i can remember had a speech impediment and we talked it through because of my son and some of the reasons that he has his and i do not think it's genetic i think that it's environmental it is very much environmental and Mm -hmm. rather than hiding that fact from everybody i need to be okay with it because through me being okay and accepting it myself will help me and my communication with my son. Yep. And just personally, I'll, I thanked you before and I'll, I'll thank you again mm-hmm. that that communication piece, realizing that I may be on a different level than the rest of the world, mm-hmm. but being on a similar level, to my son yep. means the yeah. world. Fuck you, it does. You know, yeah, so man. that's that's awesome. And the reason it scares the shit out of me, guys, and, and you know, we, we we talked about fear and everything, is because I'm gonna have to challenge myself on something that I have for the longest time masked. And through doing this show and through speaking with others. I'm going to be all right with it, especially when I fail at it, because I've got my little notepad here and I can do my little ticks and I can look at it afterwards and say, not, oh, you fucked up 40 times. I'll look at it and go, well, 
let's look back one more page. Oh, the last time was 42. Yeah. So even yeah. though you yeah. failed, you yeah. fucked up. Yeah, still moving forward. You're moving forward. Yep, it's all that matters. And, and, and that is absolutely awesome. So thank you for that. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by WeDefyTheNorm.com. We Defy the Norm is much more than an apparel company. It's a way of life where you're encouraged to defy conformity and invest in yourself. To find out more, visit WeDefyTheNorm.com. Now back to the new you show. The other thing that we recently did was we did a family self-defense seminar. Yep. And one thing that I very much appreciated in the way that you approach the entire situation, not a specific technique, was starting with the fundamentals. Yep. Because all too often... And, you know, I'll go back to social media. It is, in my opinion, the worst necessary evil in the world to get this type of stuff out. However, all too often, and I'm very guilty of it myself, no matter how much we don't want to make it sexy, we want to make it real. We find ourselves trying to make it sexier than it really is. And that is a lot of times to entice people to come out and and hear our point, our story. Yeah. Because we are, it is such a competitive world. And like we discussed with everybody's doing fucking podcasts. What the fuck makes me special? Nothing. But how, however, if I want to get this word out, Mm -hmm. then I kind of have to, playing the special end of the pool, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where you can often lose yourselves or yourself. So going back to the way you approached the self-defense seminar, you started with the basics. How, if you were being held up on this pedestal and pretty much to combat this group, you kind of got to play all the fuck, fuck goose. But then when you come down to where it's time to disseminate information or go to work, if you will, mm-hmm. how do you get yourself down to back down to being okay with the fundamental? And I honestly, you, you were talking and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to understand here. Look, so I'm going to answer your question, but the whole sexy thing. Why do we dress up to go to a nightclub so that we can find a partner that we can be comfortable with by ourselves? We get a partner. Here I am. I'm dressed up to the nines so that I want a partner so I can get home so I can wear my pajamas. Well, because you can't go and wear your fucking pajamas out in a nightclub because you'd probably not get let in because there's a you have to dress at this way to get into this place so that you can be 
liked or disliked by these people. So if I, it doesn't matter whether I'm working with Spec Ops fucking Delta SEAL Team 90 or a seven-year-old boy or girl. Violence is going to come towards you. And how you deal with that violence is going to be in this way. I know that if you have two functioning hands and you have the capability of high-fiving and maybe you've done a push-up in your lifetime, combine those together, you have a palm heel strike which will, when hit with somebody else, you create an opportunity to escape and or go to the next level. So if I'm dealing with Special Forces 9-er 007, and that his or her palm heel strike is to, their end result is to capitalize on their weapon systems or whatever. Or I got a young boy who just needs to palm heel strike somebody in the face because it's a bully and they need to educate them that you can't fuck with me anymore. Right. Same actions, different reasons. Why should I sexy up one over the other when it's the exact same fucking thing? I fell victim to it too. Oh, I need to go and, and teach A, B, and C because otherwise I don't have any credibility to whoever I'm teaching. Well, fuck you very much. My end result is the consumer. Because the consumer, whoever the consumer is, is the one who's going to utilize this information and they're either going to be in a fucking ditch with their asshole the size of Georgia or they're going to be at least relatively safe somewhere, huffing and puffing, and hopefully, pray God, to, that they have minimal injuries or that they're survivable injuries. So I don't really, personally, I don't give a fuck if anybody listening or working with me finds that what I'm doing is boring. Then I'm not your guy. There's certain people on Instagram or in my world, in my world, that I've purposely, I keep eyes on. Guys who are top-notch at what the fuck they do. I look at them and I watch how they teach. The reason that I'm attracted to them is because they don't teach sexy shit, because they teach shit that's going to be effective in what they need to do, the, what the person needs to do to survive that situation. Every person that I put on a pedestal never talks about them. They don't tell you what they can do. Because it doesn't fucking matter what they can do. It's what you can do. Which is why my mantra, my teaching mantra is it's not what you can't do. It's what you can do. That's outstanding. Right? Because it doesn't fucking matter. Don't tell me what you can't do. I don't give a shit. You're a one-armed person. You got an amputee. Well, I can't use my right arm. No shit, Sherlock. You got a stubby. So let's work with the fucking left arm that you can use. Fundamentals, basics, whatever word you want to use is the backbone in every single thing we do in life. I cannot write cursive until I do block letters. Now, don't get me started on the fact that all our kids are going to become fucking retards because they're, they're typing. Let's leave that alone for a second because my, my, my story doesn't work with iPads. <laughs> but if I don't get you used to using those three lines and doing ABC, and then eventually you get to cursive, I can't do any of that stuff until you get to the fundamentals of learning that shit. And it doesn't matter what we learn. I can't get to uh, calculus until I understand that one plus one is two. I can't. I can't do a layup until I understand that I have to dribble the ball, I have to be able to run and dribble with the ball, and then I have to try to do some shit in the air with the ball to get it going in the hoop. 
or football or baseball or whatever the fuck it is. Fundamentals are the cornerstone of how we do every single thing in life. And somehow, some fucking asshole, man or woman, because an asshole is not a gender, some fucking asshole sold society that the fundamentals aren't good anymore and that we need to sit there and be able to do blank because it's sexier. Well, fuck you and whoever started that because every one of us as human beings has to start in the fundamentals. Has to. Why I enjoy my job is because I make the basics as idiot-proof possible so that nobody can say, I can't do it. It's not possible. Don't tell me you can't do it. Because I know you can. And here's the challenge. The good part about being an instructor is the challenge is when I do get problematic, challenging people, it's not a negative. I don't put them in a box and this is, you got to learn this way. The cool part is, is that's my opportunity to find some way to have that individual pick up the information, understand the information, and then take action on that information. That's the cool part about what I do for a living is getting those challenging situations because I fucking don't give me fucking vanilla. Uh, everybody's perfect. I don't need, as a matter of fact, the more perfect you are, the less you should work with me. It's fucking boring. Yeah. I got no time yeah. for you. So uh, if, if, if you know, if you know it all, then, you know, oftentimes they say, well, then you should be up here teaching. No, if you know it all, then you, you don't come to the class. Go, do go something find else something that, that will stimulate you. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And when we talk about the fundamentals and this, these are the basics, if you will, what, whatever word you want to u- utilize. So many of us, and I can speak personally for myself, one thing that I really worked toward doing was getting back to the laid back surfer boy from Charleston. Okay. And the reason is, is because fundamentally at my core, at my basic, when I didn't give a fuck if I was going to the club. Mm-hmm in flops board shorts whatever Mm -hmm. that was just me and that wasn't me out trying to impress anybody that was just me living my life my way Mm -hmm. and working to get back to that is simply working to get back to my core to my Mm -hmm. fundamental Mm -hmm. and when i started doing that i realized how much more effective things were because the true me was still there, man. Right. It, it yeah. never left. I just covered it with so much bullshit. Of course. Yep. And through your negative experiences, your positive experiences, and your indifferent experiences, being Marcus Torgerson, and we already discussed this about being the Marcus Torgerson. Getting to where you find who Marcus Torgerson is. Mm-hmm. Is it a combination of the good, bad, indifferent, indifferent? Or is it a combination of the two that helps you best find beyond what you know you don't want to do, what you do want to do? Even though I just said do-do. Yeah, I did say do-do. Um, so when when I'm... When this question is brought up, like, who is Marcus Torgerson or anything about me, I don't know who I am. 
like really i don't know who i am i'm i'm a collection of my past and i have dreams of a future but for the most part i mean i do my best to be in this moment right now and who i am at this time is a guy who's thankful to be talking with his buddy on a fucking microphone about a po- you know, on a podcast that's who i am right now and then after this is done i'm gonna be a guy who's really happy we're gonna get some breakfast fucking right you know what i'm saying or who i am is this morning i got to wake up to a messy haired little blonde haired beautiful boy saying some cool shit right. so my past my present my future whatever who am i i'm i'm a guy in search of enjoying this moment right now because i know for a fact that it can be taken from me quicker than a new york minute which i guess i'm i've never been to new york but i hear it's pretty fucking fast there so at the end of the day i just want to be me right now that's at this point in time living in the moment has brought me more happiness than any other time in my lifetime and that's why i I like to sit there and use that saying i don't know what i i want to do but i sure as fuck know what i don't want to do well i don't want to be whatever version of me has been in the past because there's a reason why it was in the past past lovers past wives past friends past everything is the past and there's a reason for it i don't know what tomorrow's gonna hold what the f- i have an idea of what i'd like for tomorrow to be kind of have an idea but right now for the most part i just want to enjoy now and try and, and really enjoy now whether that's me on my phone while you're driving and having hearing somebody in the background playing with their little gooey fucking ninjas well that's pretty damn good if I'm smiling more than I'm crying, then it's good. And by crying, I mean the sad crying, like the the, the bad crying. Because there's a lot of times I cry. I love crying. I, I cry in fucking movies. I cry in TV commercials. I cry at songs. Not that kind of crying, but the, the sad crying. Loss. Loss crying. So I don't know. I don't know who the fuck Marcus is. I just know that Marcus is right now pretty happy. I, I'd say I might even be content and I have very little money and I'm very thankful to have a roommate that fucking lets me stay in his house at 52 and I don't have a woman. I don't have eyes on a woman. I don't have a dog. I don't have a cat. I don't got nothing, but I'm 52 and I got some cool people in my life. I live in a warm place, which is important to me because my joints need it. You know, I, there's, of course, there's things in my life that I would love to and working on altering, right? Don't, I don't want to get it twisted that there's some kind of fucking harmonious shit. There's a lot of shit still that I'm sad and embarrassed about that I'm trying to rectify. But the, on the whole, on the massive, massive a part of looking at the big picture, Yeah, in the big picture, I got a pretty good life. It's not good compared to a lot of other people. But as we said earlier, who the why the fuck am I comparing to other people? Comparing, right? That's right. And there's people I've had in my life who have been like, you know, shouldn't you try to do more? Shouldn't you strive to do more? Because in their eyes, in their eyes, in viewing me, I could be so much more. But what should matter is, am I happy right now? If I'm not happy now, why not? I'll be happy when. The worst things in the English language are, I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. 
I'll be happy when I have a million dollars in my bank. I'll be happy when I have a house. I'll be, man, that is the, and I am, I am beyond guilty of it. I could write a fucking book on the amount of times I've said that shit. That is the most toxic behavior, most toxic verbiage that we can think or say out loud because it is a guarantee to fuck us in the end. Guaranteed. The minute those words come out, you, you might as well sit there and, and just get a kick right in the teeth with a fair, pair of fucking steel-toed boots. Because that, my friend, is a fucking lie. Well, and you're also telling yourself that in the grand scheme of things, you'll never be happy. Yep. Because if, if you constantly... Exactly. Yep, there's more. always more. And yep. you just won't be happy yep. until you get that little bit more. Yep. Then you are convincing yourself through your own words and thoughts yep. that you are not fucking happy. And that is a lie. Yep. You're fucking lying to yep. yourself. And, and my big question is always, why? Why aren't you happy? I'm not happy with who I look at in the mirror because I'm fat or whatever, I, I use fat because all of us have body image issues, almost all of us. Actually, I don't, I don't personally, I don't think I know anybody who looks in the mirror and they like totally what they see. And my only goal is to like who I see for who I am right now. And I definitely, on a physical level, obviously I have goals and aspirations, but they can't be that fucking important because I'm not. Did I, have you seen me work out at all since we've been here? I haven't done one bit of anything. So my physical shit can't really be that big a deal because I'm really not taking a lot of action on it. I mean, outside of flexing in front of the mirror, you, yeah, you're yeah, right. I haven't seen very, very much. Yeah, but what you don't see is I'm totally posing in between. Like when I'm before I go to bed, I do my I say my prayers and I do three minutes of isometrics flexing and a, oh, yeah. At the end of it, that was Randy Did, Macho Man Salvage for those that don't know. Just so you can walk out and be like, yeah, yeah. good yep. night. Yeah, you know? yep. Herschel Walker who? Right, exactly. All they do is push-ups in my head. <laughs> but but the truth is, is is our our image on the outside, and it's, again, it's a little cliche but if you can like who you are, and I'm not saying love, I would love to love myself. I don't know if I love myself. I can't say with, I can't look you in the eyes and say, I love myself. I'm working really hard to like myself. And I think that that's a start. Because I can't be in a relationship with a, a partner loving them. I have to like them first. And if I like them, then I can love them. So I'm working on liking who I am. And, that's, and for myself, that's a big deal. Because self-hatred is so easy to do. If there was a scale between 1 and 10 on liking yourself and hating yourself is so much easier to hate yourself self-sabotage right? oh fuck man that's it and that's where living in the past gets to be a great thing because then i can really hate myself because i've got so much ammunition back there to feed off of the truth is is we have a lot of things that we can like ourselves for as well but our, our ability to cling on to or, or cloud ourselves with the negative, and not even negative, just let's just say self-hatred. It's just easier. Self-hatred is a lot easier than self-liking or loving or whatever. So the biggest reason I like to stay in the now is because I'm doing a lot of things now that are, are good for me and, 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 and healthy. So if I don't think about tomorrow... 
and I definitely try not to think about yesterday, then I have constant little baby steps moving forward on liking myself on a regular basis because I'm continually doing things that are good for me on a regular basis. I smile lots and I try to be as, as, as healthy mentally as possible. And when I am not in a good mental space, I do my best to just be like, okay, let it go. Let it run its course. I am allowing myself X amount of time to be just and I have to talk myself. I do it in, like I do a lot of my creativity in the in the shower, right? I have a lot of great moves, but I can always tell when I'm in a negative mind space because the dialogue going through my head is what the fuck? Where did that come from? Going to the store. And when I go to the store, chances are they're probably going to be a fucking asshole. Well, Marcus, you've already gone to the store, had a negative mo moment with the person at the store, and you're still in the shower fucking washing your balls. Hold on a second. How about you just fucking finish washing your balls, get up off your fucking ass, put on some clothes, and go to the store. And see what, it and see what happens. It's, and it's easier for us to automatically sabotage or condemn something than it is to think about the happiness. And that comes from our childhood, and I'm sure some fucking Freudian person can come up with some cool shit. I'd love to hear the notes on this. But at the end of the day, if I can just stop that, that dialogue out loud, like not think it, but actually say, Marcus, stop the bullshit you're fucking saying right now. And on purpose, change that, that, that verbiage if we can just do that, or sometimes you'll do it a hundred times a day, sometimes you do it once. If you can do that, you're fucking, you're ahead of the game. Basically, stop setting yourself up for failure before the event even took place. And it, yes, yeah, I mean, really, huge. at the end of the day, you just don't say stupid shit to yourself. That's not real. That's not real. Right? Because it's not real. When I sit there and I think we're going to go to have some breakfast and I'm already fucking pissed off at the fact that I know that my eggs are going to be fucked up. That is exactly like all women are fucking bitches or all men are fucking assholes, cheating, lying motherfuckers. And all women are going to fucking break my heart. Fuck, man. Stop with the generalization. All women, all men, all, all pit bulls don't bite. No shit. Yeah. Okay. All chihuahuas aren't little ankle-biting little dicks that need to be stepped on. Just most of them. Just kidding. I'm just kidding, chihuahua lovers. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that generalization and, and that bullshit that we put in our heads is ridiculous, man. Take it at face value when you get it. And we have generalization has popped up in so many of our conversations because it is so prevalent through, throughout everything you know hey, you, you you live in canada yeah it, it's cold yeah well the fucking not true no nope. oh it's full of snow not N true not not, not true, true. Nope. oh you, you live in texas it's hot as hell <laughs> definitely not true Fuck, Changes fucking, every five minutes exactly yeah. you know yeah. you, you live in the south well you, you must be inbred and racist yeah not fucking true yeah yeah you know generalizations are garbage well all of that in the preconceived misconceptions going into an event, whether it be about someone else and or yourself, mm -hmm. yeah. are all counterproductive yeah. to success yeah. and can lead to unnecessary failures that you created yourself. Yeah, not not positive failures. Not po positive failures. Yeah. And that 
that's where delineating between the actual meaning and being specific about what you're talking yeah. about. Delin what did you say? Deli what? Delineate. That's a fucking good word. I, 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 I studied that whole thesaurus or that's dictionary. Good. That's a good dinosaur, but that's good. I, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but when you said the word, I was like, fuck, I don't even know what that word is. Yeah, the dinosaurus, man, it comes in handy. But what is that? No, honestly, what did delineate? Delineate. Yeah, what does it mean? See the difference between the two. Separate them. Positive failure, negative failure. Right. Sabotage. Right. Self-sabotage. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Whatever. Call. Yeah, good it, call. It is commonly put out as just a phrase, but not specified as to what the fuck you mean by yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And that within yourself, because of the negative connotations, and I brought up fire to you, I fucking despise when people say, oh, that's fire. I'm like, no, you're a fucking idiot stop calling that fire it's not fire that is something that is socially been generated to get you to fucking say and what you're doing is you are you stop doing your homework on things you stop learning you stop looking into things well what does this really mean mm -hmm. and then being able to delineate or decipher or Pick out what's bullshit and what is not. What is fake and what is true. Right. What is a lie and what is your truth. Well, your truth, though, because a lie to me might be the truth to you. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. Yeah. And with the delineating, if you will, or picking and choosing what you do, picking and choosing your battles to me, oftentimes is the hardest thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, 100%. When picking and choosing your battles, whether it be in a physical arena, and by that I mean combative element of your life or mental portion of your life, when picking and choosing your battles, do you have any kind of tricks of the trade when it comes to you that you really put to the forefront when? Yeah, but it, it just asks the question, how important is this? How important is it? You want to tell me that I need to turn left right fucking now. You're so hell bent that I got to turn left that you'll fucking grab me by the hair and shake me because it's that important. First of all, once you lay hands, different story. But, but how important is this? You need to be right so much. Okay. Agree to disagree. Great term. Marcus, that's passive aggressive. No, it just doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. You know what matters is when it, first of all, when it involves a child. That's usually when it matters. But if, 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 a, if a woman, for example, I need you to... Actually, I can't even use a woman. If somebody's sitting there and they're like, I need you to put the plate up there. And I was putting it down there. And I felt that it was better to be put down there. But they want it up there. Okay, first of all, why do you want it up there? Because I want it up there. All right, I'll put it up there. Because if your retort is not fucking anything like substantial, but because I said so. Okay. Whatever, man. I don't give a fuck. Because really, nothing matters. 
Nothing matters because anything that you say to me in a, in a anatistic, like you're aggressive about it and you're like, fuck, it's got to be that way. Wow. All that's going through my head is, this is really important to you. <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it is life-threatening to you. Is it life-threatening to me? No. Okay. So just whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever. Go. Cool. Go with that one. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because it really. Why? Why? Why am I fighting this person on this? It's just not that important. And if it is that important to me, my first question is: Why is it important to me? Is it important to me because I need to be right, or is it important to me because there's something that could possibly harm somebody as a result? Right. Right. Is is there going to be is there going to be an action as a result of this that's going to hurt somebody? Then okay, maybe I should stand my ground a little bit for it. But in the general, do I need to be right? What do I need to be right about? Really? Like you and I have a disagreement about fucking uh, hot coffee, cold coffee. Why are we having a fight about it? What does it matter? You want to drink hot coffee or cold coffee or no coffee? You like tea? You like fucking that cucaracha stuff or curamba or whatever fucking it's called that tastes like ass? Cool, man. Whatever. The most important part about everything in this beautiful world is the fact that everybody should have differences. Right? You should like a different food than I like. Absolutely. Why is... What was that, Tex Mike's? What was that hot sauce that we had at that restaurant, Texas Mike's? Oh, Texas Pete. Texas Pete. And I like Cholula. They ain't got no Cholula. The fuck you mean you don't have Cholula and Texas Pete? What the fuck is that? Like, why are you getting bent out of shape? Do you want the Texas Pete or not? Yes. Well, then shut your pile and take it. You don't like it? Then now you know you don't like it. Now you got something to bitch about. But don't bitch about it until you fucking have it. And if you don't fucking want it, then don't it. Who cares? If if you needed that to make your food better, well, then you should have thought about that prior and gotten something else to fucking eat. If you like Cholula so much, I have a good friend of mine, and uh, they were going to get me uh, something you carry, like kind of like a holster, a right. little bottle of Cholula, so that I always had Cholula available. Fucking right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I might I might talk to that person and say, listen, can you uh, get that for me? Um, but really, it... it De-escalation of, of situations, the first question that should come through, at least it comes through my mind, is why, why are we having this discussion? Is it really that important? Is it that important? I would say that for the most part, most of the discussions that become aggressive aren't that important. There's people that you could talk to that would definitely agree with you, sir. I am the villain in, in a, more than a few stories. Yep, I guess I am a fucking asshole. There's some people who don't think I'm a fucking asshole. Question is, is like when, the best one that I've ever learned, and it, I might have gotten it from a movie, but I've used it many, many times. Fuck you, you cocksucker. I've got people who are in jail right now for somebody calling them a cocksucker. Yes. And when I visit them, and, and I make jokes about it now, because I have to. So were you a cocksucker back then? No. Well, you're probably one now. Are you, yeah. <laughs> Are you sucking cock now? No. You're in jail, dude. You got another 10 more years. Because somebody called you something that you weren't. And you took offense to it. Now, everybody's got trigger words. We all have them. We talked about it a bit yesterday about words. But for the most part, if you're not that thing, or even maybe even if you are, gives a fuck. Just doesn't matter. Why am I going to waste time of my life 
worrying or arguing about something that just doesn't matter. And I think somebody once told me, is it five minutes and five years or five minutes and five months or five and five was the number. If it don't matter in five minutes or it definitely isn't going to matter in five years, then why am I sweating it right now? Who fucking cares? You think I'm a fucking asshole? Am I going to think about you in five years? Probably not. And if I am, I'm a moron for holding on to that on, exactly. for so long. Yeah, exactly. So, Something so trivial, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't you matter. could have just said, thanks, yep. killed him with kindness, right? Yep, always And true. move the fuck on. Yep. I will, I will go out of my way to kill somebody with kindness, without a doubt. Mostly so that I don't go to jail. Correct. Now, Correct. there's a saying that my karate instructor said to me, and I'm always wary about saying it online because I haven't trademarked it yet. I haven't done anything with it yet. But regardless, it is the best advice I have ever been given. And I give it out as often as possible. There it is. Tune it in. Turn up the volume. Be kind to dumb animals. It is the It has kept me out of jail. He gave that information to me in late 90s mid 90s mike dunphy since i'm mike dunphy i love you brother it has saved my life in more ways than one be kind to dumb animals and i it is it is the truth because when somebody is yelling at you and they're being angry to you well first of all it probably doesn't have anything to do with you but more importantly if you smile and you just understand that this is the dumbest animal I'm dealing with right now. I'm just going to smile and wave. That whole penguin thing from a kid's movie. Fucking Somebody help me out here. There's a kid's movie about animals and they're trying to take off. And the penguins were smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. You need to watch more. Ch happy Feet. wasn't Happy oh. Feet. But you need. No, it wasn't Happy Feet. But anyways. Madagascar. Madagascar. Great mm -hmm. movie. Yep. yep. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. Anyways. I digress. Killing them with kindness or looking at something and realizing just I got better shit to do. Yep. yep. When relating that to people and we've touched on it here with substance issues right now that, that, that they're working toward. I know when I stopped drinking, I substituted it with caffeine. The same way I looked at alcohol was, hey, it's legal. I'm not hurting anybody else, but my amount of caffeine intake went to an unhealthy level. So okay. I had to uh, thin that out as well. Yeah. When you are faced with the habitual action of X that you, that you know not, is not good and what you're working on, do you find that it's easier to substitute it with the complete opposite or something completely out of that realm that may be positive for you? Well, the only thing that I've ever uh, had to quit for sure is drinking. And with drinking, it was a it was an easy decision for me in the sense of I, I remember it and my ex-wife and I quit drinking at the same time. And I went from drinking tonic water with lime, right? Uh, gallons and gallons of it and obviously I was drinking coffee before and I drink coffee uh, unhealthy amounts they say unhealthy amounts but that's what it is I don't have anything else in my life that I'm obsessive about 
because I just refuse to. I refuse to be obsessive about anything anymore. Now, there, there's a bunch of really good, smart people who say that you should be, to get good at something, you need to be imbalanced and obsessive about it so that you can achieve it. I agree a million percent. I can see why they say that. I just don't do it. There's nothing I'm obsessed about at all. I won't. I won't be obsessed. If I find myself becoming obsessive for whatever reason, I just stop it. I don't go do anything opposite. I just stop it. And, be, and I honestly don't know. I don't know what I do that would be obsessive. Maybe every day going for a walk. But even that's not obsessive because if I walked once since I've been here. Nope. Right. So, so I, don't, I don't have anything that I'm obsessive about at all. I, I, I just, I, my, was it my first wife or my second wife? I don't know. It might have been, and it might have been one of my long-term relationships. Um, made a comment about, you know, you're black and white. The gray is okay. And I try to, I try to embrace that because I know that my position about black or white is, is dominant in my DNA. So the more gray IBM, the I've noticed that the easier my life has been. Now, if there's something that I want to do, I don't know what it would be. I don't know. I'm just going to pull it out because it was it's fresh. Tact, the tactical games, which is CrossFit and shooting. If I wanted to do tactical games, I know that I would need to become obsessive about it. Not to not to podium, not to do anything, but because if I'm going to do that task then I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Do a job, whether big or small, do it right or don't do it at all. So I'm not doing anything right now because there's nothing that I've seen that really gets me lit up where I want to I wanna do it. And then, yeah, I'll probably be a little obsessive about it, but it's not obsessive. It's just become passion. Perfect. Ob- obsession is nothing more than passion. And I'll be honest with you, our world can use a lot more passion in this world. We could use, if people were more passionate about positive things, it would really be great. It would be really, really great. But I don't have any passion right now. I don't, at least, I don't know what it is. And that's, that's been a challenge because passion is purpose. And when I took the Spartan Pledge with Boone Cutler, yes. okay, the, the, the fundamentals to the, to the Spartan Pledge is get a battle buddy or swim buddy or whatever your term is but get a get a friend and find a mission well or a purpose whatever your term is well i got battle buddies i'm good with that but i don't have a purpose i don't know what my purpose is and right now my purpose is getting up every day and being thankful for that day that's my purpose at some point in time i know god will show me something or maybe he has (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we had that conversation. I'll bet you God's smiling at me oh, right now. Like, you fucking idiots. I'm giving you all the hints possible short of smacking you in the head with a baseball bat. You haven't seen them. So until then, until my eyes open, I actually see what it is, what my purpose is. I'm just going to be happy getting up. With everything that is worth doing, it takes time. Mm. With expecting like fuck man i don't have any purpose right now i don't know what my purpose is i don't know who i am you can slip that into a negative mindset but you got to fucking realize that this shit does not happen overnight and one of the biggest issues with myself and with 
everything in modern society is instant gratification. Yep. 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 It's a, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely become, it's become challenging, but again, and I'm going to stick to the same thing for those of you that don't have a purpose, if you're lost, big four letter word lost, I'm going to say this for sure, write down all the things you're for sure 100% don't want to do. Write down everything you don't want to do. I don't want to do for sure blank. And then as you're figuring out what you don't want to do, who knows, maybe something about what you do want to do will show up. But write down what you don't want to do. And that's jobs, behaviors, traits in lovers that you uh, definitely are going to make sure that you don't have again in your future partners or in your current partners. Maybe that's a, a good thing. I'll bet you if marriages sat there and was like, first of all, don't, I could never marry a, a person that chews with their mouth open. I don't care if it's Halle Berry. Halle Berry could come up to me right now and say, Marcus, for whatever reason, you and I need to spend the rest of our days together. I don't know if she's with somebody. So if she is, I apologize for the disrespect to you and your partner. But if, you, if she walked up to me right now, we had a meal and she chewed with her mouth open and I brought it to her attention. Baby, are you aware that you chew with your mouth open? And if she said, yeah, that's how I eat. Then there's no way I'm going to spend time because there's no way 40 years, if I'm blessed to have 40 years with my, my future partner and I got to hear that every day. Nope. Murder on the murder on the horizon, folks. So if you sit there and know what you don't want and you keep that list, I made this joke. Okay. I made this joke, but it was true. When somebody asked me, well, Marcus, you're still single. How are you going to find your next partner? Simple. I'm going on an interview. We're going to sit down and I'm going to have a list of things and it's an interview. Hi, you wish to be my partner. Excellent. How do you feel about this? How do you like the no, the, like the deal breakers? This is how I feel about this, this, and this of the, I don't know. It's never three things, but I always like three of those three things. If those three things, you and I don't see eye to eye, then it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you bring to the table. If those three things you and I don't get eye to eye on, then it was nice meeting you. Have a great life. Next applicant, please. Because no matter what, I know for sure what I don't want. And I know for sure what I do want. And it has what I do want has to be this. And what I don't want has to be this more what I don't want. And if I can come to terms with whoever I'm with and that we agree on what I don't want and that person doesn't want the same shit, now we can start moving forward with dialogue on other things that goes on every aspect of our lives. And if you're going to spend time with someone, you better be able to agree. And there's some things you'll just agree to disagree. Like I'm, if the person that I'm going to be with loves fish, you know, my stance, oh, yeah. right? And they love fish. Well, so what? I'm not going to eat it. So if you're going to make some, make it for you and I'll have something else. Right? Like I was in, I was in a relationship with a woman who was vegan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if anybody has spent time with me, especially any ladies listening to this, they know I don't fucking cook for myself. I don't give a shit. I'll eat whatever somebody else is eating for the most part. It's not fish. And for the most part, I'll eat whatever. I'm pretty flexible about stuff. And if I'm on my own and I feel like eating Taco Bell, I'm going to eat Taco Bell. 
or McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King or any of those other restaurants that want to uh, support this show. But it's not that big a deal for me. I try to be as pliable as possible. Now, if that, that being a vegan was a hard no for me, meaning it, it was definitely a no, then I wouldn't have dated that person. I wouldn't have because it's a big deal to me. It would have been a big deal to me, but it's not. It's not a big deal to me. Now, that person that I dated that was a vegan had a lot of other attributes that were fucking rock star status. Now, did it work out? No, it didn't work out. But our time together, the time we shared, fucking was a rock star awesome amount of time. And the vegan didn't matter. You know why? Because it's not a big fucking deal to me. And it wasn't a big deal to her that I wasn't vegan. Because she knew whatever she ate, cooked, I'm going to eat. And if I didn't like it, I'd tell her I didn't like that shit. That fucking eggplant shit i'm not gonna eat it again thank you i didn't like it through accepting the differences that you guys had rather than butting heads over it yeah i'm sure that yep. probably allowed for more appreciation yep. of other things yeah. together yeah doesn't matter and that's where breaking down those barriers of expectations or generalization or yep. anything like that yep. just okay you fucking do you yeah, I'll do me, yeah. and then when we come together, we'll do whatever the fuck we right. want. And that's where, if if the things that you are are hard no with, don't compromise on them. Because the stuff that you want to do and the stuff that they want to do, when it's time to do the stuff together, if the stuff that you want to do together involves something that you're on a hard no on, it's not going to work. And it's unfair to both parties. Totally unfair. Because if it's about sex, sex is going to stop. At some point in time, it's going to stop or not. It's going to sizzle a little bit. And if it's, you know, about anything, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. If your hard no is a hard no, then stick to your hard no. And find the person that your hard no and their hard no is similar. And then you can find the shit that's a hard yes. And Fuck do I know. I'm divorced twice and I've had a bunch of relationships that didn't work out. So don't necessarily take my relationship uh, advice as solid. But if I'm telling you what not to do, because I know what not to do, I know for sure what doesn't work. And you just asked the question, well, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. Well, you know what doesn't work yeah. for Marcus. For me. So that's a, that's a hell of a lot. For that's me. a hell of a lot more than. Yeah. But when I'm sitting there talking on a, on a mic about relationships, I need to make sure I qualify my statements. Just because it doesn't work for me, it may work for you. It doesn't fucking matter. I, I'm the one you're having to listen to in your ear, you poor bastards. So you're having to hear my shit. But don't take it as holy grail anything because that shit is not what the purpose of this is right right there's no holy grail anything it's just suggestions take them throw them away or digest them whatever doesn't the, fucking matter this is simply a platform for others to put out the real them yeah speak their truth yeah. and throw out some lessons learned in their lives not lessons that the listeners have to no, follow no just hey this is some shit that i learned in my life that kind of worked out well Take it, leave it, use it, and yep, move on. Yep, exactly. That that's it. Yep. So, man, that's that's a that's a lot for people to process. And something that I encourage myself to do, and I encourage others to do, is if they have the opportunity to write things out and and journal 
if you will, how things work for them so they that they can see the positive progression or the negative aspect of what's going on. We we both agree we can't stand fucking numbers. Numbers are bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. However, looking at what is working for us and what isn't. Yeah. You, have journal, data. you have to have some kind of have data. Have point. data yeah. Right. Yeah. And writing that down almost becomes even though it's your opinion in that moment, it becomes more a fact than the distortion of a memory. Like, yeah. so how's all this working out for you? Um, well, yeah. Yeah. good or bad. Based on based on how you're feeling right now. Correct. It's corrupt what you've thought about in the past. Yeah. Correct. And, and by writing this stuff down and journaling your thoughts, you can see your progression, whether it be in a positive or, yeah, or negative. In, in a negative way. And either one of those can be useful too. They're very educational, regardless. Do not try to change them. No. Nope. Write them down yep. as what they are. Yep. Good call. Don't bastardize them. Yep. And taking from this, you know, obviously I'm sitting over here writing down notes not only for the show, but for hell, we we've we've had as long as we've known each other, I've had pretty deep conversations with you. Yeah. And I'm still over here writing stuff down. Because it's not specifically what you say you do. It's that one little thing in in your explanation that just triggers something to mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, well, I'll be damned. Yeah. And then turning that into my own solution, my yeah. own action. And that's very important, in my opinion, is no matter what you learn from someone else, you must make it yours in order to make it work yeah. for you. Yeah, definitely. Well, Marcus, i tell you what, man. This is all amazing stuff, dude. So how about we take a moment to process all of it, get our thoughts together, and show a little gratitude for the things we can do. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by WeDefyTheNorm.com. WeDefyTheNorm is much more than an apparel company. It's a way of life where you're encouraged to defy conformity and invest in yourself. To find out more, Visit wedefythenorm.com. back to the new you show and we're back with mr marcus torgerson marcus man we have covered quite a bit today about who marcus is and some of the lessons learned from your past some of the actions that you take in your present Mm -hmm. to not only get you through the day but get you through the best day possible yep and you're right. We're we're all going to kick it someday. Yeah. And I hope that won't be for a while. Mm-hmm. However, with the constant dwelling on the future and the past, mm-hmm. we often lose sight of the present moment. Yeah. And 
it's just like the old joke of what's everyone look forward to that never comes tomorrow because mm -hmm. it will always be today yeah it will always be this present moment yeah so if we were to look more at being the best that we can and making the best of the moment that we're currently in those successes and failures mm -hmm. can be put together and they will add up to when we now look back and through self-sabotage or through focusing back on the negative because that's how you get your dope mm -hmm. your dopamine spikes and all that stuff yeah. you can very easily make or break your day and when you continuously break your day unnecessarily and you look back, it seems so bad. It was because, well, that's the way you thought of it. Yeah, it's the way you looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got nothing on that. It's human beings, man. We're, we're, at least we're consistent. Consistently fucking idiots or we're consistently moving forward. But whatever, whatever you want to be. Like I asked, I asked your boy today, what's your day going to be like? You heard his answer. So, so. So. So then that's the day when I when we pick him up, I'll bet you his day was a so-so day. I'll bet you any money it was. Unless unless he has a moment of clarity where something really, really uh, gargantuan happened where it shifted what was already going on in his brain. If something came by and smacked him so hard where his so-so day became either a really, really shitty day or a really, really great day. But if you go into your day thinking it's going to be so-so, then that's what you're going to get. Right? That's fact. Now, I'm not saying where I have a fucking problem is with this every day is going to be a great day. Well, it, besides the fact that you got the blessing of being alive on that day, take that, take that, just leave that the fuck alone. But if you're already going into work, hating what's going to happen, or you were driving and you fucking hate this, and I fucking hate this, and I fuck whatever, man, then go be a miserable fucking cunt. Go to it. Be, be that way. I just don't need to be around you. Correct. That's my choice. My choice is I choose who I'm going to be around. And if you want to be negative, uh, not even negative, but if you want to be miserable, misery loves company. Ain't going to love my company. I have people on a regular basis, true story, I know, and I, they're probably listening, that when I talk, they're like, everything, everything is going to be, yeah, I'm going to look at something and change, change the narrative a little bit in the conversation. And I know, I know, I know for a fact it annoys people. Marcus, I just want to be miserable. Cool. I'm not the guy to talk to then. I am not the person to talk to. Now, your child is sick or your spouse is not doing well or your spouse passed away. Fine. I'm going to be there for you. And But it's not my job to talk then. It's my job to listen. And if all I need to do is to listen to you pour out your anger, sorrow, negative, whatever, whatever the, the term is, if that's my job to listen, then I should shut up and listen. Just don't ask me. Don't ask me opinions or don't ask me something because you're not going to like what I have to say. You want to be upset? I'm going to give you your moment to, to be upset. There is always a bright side. Right? Like the song, look at the bright side. A life was a fucking life of Brian or some Monty Python thing. I am going to look at the bright side only because I spent decades not looking at the bright side. I don't need to say what I looked at. I just didn't look at the bright side or I faked it really well. 
people, if you talk to people from when I trained them in the 90s, man, you were always upbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fake it till you make it, baby, right there. But I'll still be happy about the fact that people's impression, because my impact on them was positive. Doesn't matter whether I hated myself or not. Their impact, they were happier. Sometimes me being nice to somebody else when I'm angry at myself may not be the best answer for me. But it's not my job to vomit my negativity or my anger or my, my shit onto you. It's not my job. And fuck me for even doing that. And that's why I say fuck you to anybody who does vomit on some poor schmuck who's doing a job at a restaurant and you go and shit on them because you're really just mad at them. Do you really upset about your fucking eggs? Is it really the, the eggs that you're pissed off about? I'll bet you five minutes before, before you've sat down, you're already angry. So who are you to fucking vomit on somebody else? Fuck you. Absolutely. And, you know, to go into a quick point was about us rolling up to grab some chow from the grocery store the other night. You and I came in there and we're just like, fuck it, man. We're going to go get some chow. And then we, I know I could just feel that negative fucking vibe as soon as certain people came up there. And that's where I just kind of stood back and let Marcus be Marcus because you dominated that motherfucker with positivity. And whether they liked it or not, it didn't fucking matter because that girl behind that counter did not deserve it. And you were going to establish dominance in that position in a positive way. And that was fucking outstanding. Everybody has a choice, man. We all have a choice. You can be happy or you can be upset. And there's degrees to each of those, right? Some people are happy and they're, they're, everybody shows it their own way and all of that. But no matter how you're feeling, you don't have the right to shit on somebody else. Now, I'm a, bit, a little bit of a hypocrite because you should be happy to someone else. But it's still not your job to be happy to somebody. I'm going to be me. And however you take it is how you take it. If I'm happy and you want to be happy, then you know what? We're going to have a great conversation. If I'm happy and you're miserable, well, that conversation is done. We're moving on. Correct. See you later. Bye. If I have to sit at a table and you're serving me in a, and you're unhappy with your life, yep, the service I'm going to get is not going to be pleasant. You know what? That's okay. I'm going to still try. And if I sit there and do Marcus, as I do, and I try to swap in, like I, I, when we went to a gas station and I went and got a coffee and I'm like, hey, buddy, how's your day going? Oh, it's fucking worst day ever. And I tried to swipe it over into something else and he wasn't having it. Right on, man. All I thought about was I know for a fact that that is not your worst day. Your worst day is yet to come. Absolutely. Because if you'd had a worst day, you wouldn't have said it was your worst day. Correct. So. Whatever, good, smiling. He was still smiling because we talked about his alarm system and how the squirrels were fucking with the alarm system in his business and it was fucking up everything. Okay, got it. Fucking squirrels. Those squirrels, right. goddamn. We little should little. fucking hunt them down and kill them all, huh? And I mean, I made a joke out of it and he started laughing. And, and if we can just smile more than we cry, then life is not that bad. But it's not my job to make you happy. I'm not a clown, I'm not here to uh, make you laugh. A little bit of good fellows in there. Okay. But I just got that. Sorry. Thank you. It's okay. I get it. Well, I'm on fire, man. I'm ready to go. Um, but what what I like to do is I like to try to bring joy to someone's life 
because there's been a lot of people that brought joy to my life. So if I can still do that to someone, or if maybe I do get to sit there and maybe let them pause for a second and have them really reevaluate, is it really the worst day ever? Probably not. Or maybe it is. But I doubt, and, and here's the bottom line, this is where I always go to. Are you a six-year-old child in a cancer ward going through your 17th round of radiation? No, you're not. And are you that child who's still smiling? They got shit tubes everywhere. They got fucking shit coming out of every orifice. And they're tired and they look like death warmed over. And they're still having to find a way to smile. And they're still like, yeah, I'm still here. So, yeah, maybe maybe you're having a bad day. And maybe it's not fair to say it. there's always somebody with the worst day. Because it's important to acknowledge your bad day. But is it a bad day or a bad moment? And if it's a bad moment, is that moment going to be over with at some point? Or are you taking that moment and bringing it into a bad day? And that bad day becomes a bad month, etc. Bad life. It's just a bad moment, man. That's it. Bad moment. Ride the bad moment out. Take it. Milk it for what it's worth. Good, bad, or indifferent, right? You're going to have a lot more moments in your day and in your life. What are you going to hold on to? Personally, I'm going to hold on to as many good ones as possible. Because as I get older, more and more people are dying on me. And I was already, I was already, everyone's already dead on me anyways. So I'm already lone wolf. All right, I'm fucking nomad Ronin, man. I'm walking this path solo. And it's not to be disrespectful to the people who love me. But I have a son in Canada. I have two children that I love as my own, but they're not mine. And they've got their own lives. And I'm not a part of it. If you have people around you, love them. Or don't. My common theme, man. Do it or don't. I don't care one way or the other because I know what I need to do. And what I need to do is tell everybody I love that I love them because I don't know if I'm going to get that opportunity again. You know I got a camel on my toe, right? Yes, I do. Okay. I stare at it quite often. Yes. Yes, the camel on my toe is for... There's a joke to there. But I want to tell... I want to say really quickly why I have that camel on my toe. It was done at a tattoo place in San Diego called Flesh Skin Graphics. Might be screwing up the name, I'm sorry. The owner of the place was a guy named Mike Martin. Mike Martin is a fucking legend in the teams. Vietnam era guy, legend. He's also a legend in the fucking tattoo community. While a certain seal was incarcerated wrongly, he was doing some fundraising, doing tattoos for, and the money was going to, to help get that guy out of jail. And I would talk online with him. Now, Mike Martin was not a technical wizard, okay? He wasn't a computer guy. And I don't want to give the impression I knew him. We talked a little bit. I said, I want to come and get a tattoo from you. And he's like, yep, come on by. And then he died. In his, in his chair, best way possible, man. I didn't get that fucking tattoo. So the next opportunity, I went to San Diego. I made an appointment with the person who took over the shop. I said, I want to come in. And I remembered he had a t camel on his toe, which is still funny to me and still makes me laugh. I went in. I looked at her. I said, okay, I want the camel on my toe. And she giggled. She goes, well, do you want Mike Martin's camel? 
I went, what do you mean? She goes, she opens a drawer. She pulls out the sheet of the, the thing that you put on the skin that you then take off the skin and then fill in the blanks, like paint by numbers. I said, that's the one that was on his toe? She goes, yeah. I said, fuck yeah, I want that. She put it on, drilled it on, and I'm laughing because I got, I don't know Mike Martin. I know that I'm upset that I didn't go and see him when I should have. So every time I look at that camel toe, one, life can't be that fucking serious because I got a camel on my toe. So right. don't take it too goddamn seriously. And secondly, don't put off seeing the people you want to see, telling the people that you love that you love them, hugging the people that you have about. Don't put it off because they can go like that. And then you're sitting with nothing but regrets. And then you're on your deathbed saying, I wish I could have, would have, should have, didn't. Do you know I don't know one guy that I've buried who had a lot of money, who ever on their deathbed ever said, I wish I had more money? Ever? Never. Not once did they ever say it. Every single time of the three times that it happened, they said, I wish I was a better father. I wish I was a better ex-husband because they were fucking all divorced. And I wish I had been a better father. All three of them said the same fucking thing. And they had more money combined than anybody will ever fucking know. So, if you're listening this far, wake the fuck up. Phone the people that you haven't talked to in a while. If you don't want to talk to them, send them a text message with a stupid emoji that fucking only they're going to laugh at. And tell them that you love them. It takes 30 seconds. And when you approached me and said, well, in fact, a uh, little man was on the phone with us and you didn't even tell me. You said, I'm going to get out there and see you this year, bud. <clears throat> I was like, OK, well, I got a lot of shit going on. He's got a lot of shit going on, whatever. And then it just fucking happened. It was stop with all the fucking excuses. Mm -hmm. Make it a reality. And what do we do? Yeah. Hey, man, does this work for you? Uh, yeah, that, that works. So how, how, how are we going to get the plane tickets? Well, fuck you and I come from past where we had administrative assistance and, and people to do that. So, uh, let's, let's put two retarded brains together and, and hopefully we can figure out how to schedule some planes and we made it work. We made it fucking work yep. because it was important enough to both of us not to do anything in particular, mm -hmm. but just to do something together. Yep. And that's what's made it so special is not specifically what we did, but that we did it together. Yep. The three of us. That's and I'll tell you what, when little man says, Mr. Marcus, he doesn't fucking know shit about anything mm -mm. on social media, nope. but he knows that he gets to talk to Mr. Marcus and Mr. Marcus enables him to smile. And when you take that little moment out of your time, you you got all this shit going on and you say, you know what? But I can take this moment just to send him something back that says, hey, buddy, you just made my day. That little man smiles like there's no tomorrow because somebody actually followed through with just doing something, with with the action, not just talking about it. Mm -hmm. And to him and to me, those little things are what really make that moment and taking 
momentum from that moment and carrying that memory, that momentum, that moment with us throughout the rest of the day, that one little act of kindness mm -hmm. elevates the whole rest of our day, if you allow it to. Yeah, yeah. key point, if you allow it to. Yep. And I think that's very important for me to retain, and I would highly encourage the listeners to retain that thought there. You may not be looking for it, but when that opportunity arises, take full advantage of it and make the best of it. Because like you mentioned a couple times, and we all know, none of us are going to be here forever. Nope. And it can be gone in the blink of an eye nope. if we do not take the action to appreciate, be grateful for, and make the best with whatever we have. Mm -hmm. If all we have is a shit sandwich to keep us alive, yep. well, then sprinkle some Cholula on it. Yep. And, you know, make it, hey, man, yep. make, make it the best that you can. Well, you know, not every day is a good day. But there is good in every day. It's a fact. There is good with every day. Just have to just have to keep your eyes open for that good. So if that's all you do in your day, think about that. Yeah. Is today a good day? Nope. Was there good in today? Yes. What was it? Good. Dwell on that. In any course you take. Did it suck? Yes. Did it this? Did it that? Take all the negative. Realize it. And then at the end of it, look back and say, well, what'd you learn? Yep. Yep. Because what's the point of going to a class? Yeah. Supposed to, to learn something. To learn. <laughs> Fuck, I would say your life in general gets lessons taught to you every single day. Most of the time we miss them because we're too hell bent on our phones and or other things that we feel are more important. But most of, the, most of our lessons end up coming back again three, four, five times in a day, just in case. Yeah, you missed those first four times. Bing. Now you saw it. Good. Next. And time management with that is a very useful skill because there are bucket lists, lists for a reason, and some of them are longer than others. Mm -hmm. And that may be because you want to do more, or it may be because you have not taken advantage of the opportunities that you have to mm -hmm. fulfill those because you are looking for that instant gratification when walking the Great Wall of China. You will not get there in five fucking minutes. No, no. But when it happens, you take it. Absolutely. Yeah. Or you can say, you know what, that's going to take longer than five minutes, so mm -hmm. I'm just going to watch this fucking five-minute video on Insta, you know, Instabook and all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that whole opportunity that you had to just walk five minutes mm -hmm. on the Great Wall of China. Mm -hmm. Man, you may never get that opportunity yep. again. I will say confidently that I, I probably won't get that opportunity. But uh, I'm thankful that I got it. And that, you know, you, you told me that story. And that, that was just so cool, you know, asking you... A bunch of questions sitting in a parking lot. We could have sat there in that vehicle and 
just said fucking nothing. Yeah. But then just asking you some of the most vague, some of the, some, well, not very many specific questions and some dumb fucking questions like the best place, uh, best gas station you ever took a shit in. You know, hey, I learned something new. You know, so why not take advantage of that opportunity? That That is awesome. Out of everything, and I know you've said a couple very important things to you, but to our listeners, what do you hope that they will take out of this episode with you? Well, and I, I don't like to repeat myself on a variety of different podcast but i have one one thing that i do want them to take away okay well two things one be kind of dumb animals keep you fucking from going to jail but most importantly what i want is whoever's listening to this to have some compassion and empathy for the version of you or the time of you where you hate yourself the most. Forgiving ourselves is probably the hardest thing any of us will do. So before you say, I can't forgive myself for this act, whatever that act is, I would like for you to think back to that time, look at you at that time, and look at that version of you and have some empathy and some compassion for who you were at that time. And if you can do that, while it'd be great for you to forgive yourself, to have empathy and compassion for yourself of that version of you, whatever it was that happened back then, you are never going to be that person again, good, bad, or indifferent. And try to just have some empathy for that person, that version of you. If that's all that you can take away from this whole thing, you've listened this far, and you're, you're hearing this, these last words, try to do that one thing. Because I can promise you that when you're dead and buried or on your deathbed, you're going to be asking your whatever you believe in for forgiveness. And I can say confidently that whatever you believe in is going to ask you to forgive yourself first. Well, with that being said, I really got fucking nothing else, dude. I right want to remind everybody that they are more powerful than they realize in this moment and they are worth so much more than they give themselves credit for and that's because nothing exists without you marcus brother come here let me give you a hug you can't see it but we're hugging we're not we're not docking though love you brother i love you buddy thanks you're a good man you're a good man you guys take care of yourselves and we will chat soon. Thank you, Mr. Marcus. Love you. Bye.